The ABC's word wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rowley Sussex. Rowley, how are you? Good morning. Yeah. Chilly. Chilly? Yeah, out our way. Ipswich had three oh, this morning, yes. so we had about six, I should think. Oh, yes, it's beautiful, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. Well, the lovely thing about Brisbane this time of year, as soon as the sun comes up, the temperature roars up, mm. and you sit out there with your morning coffee. And it's nice and warm. You feel yes. like you're getting, you know, that beautiful, uh, that sun that's doing you good. What is it, vitamin yeah. D? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Even better to be on a bicycle early because as the sun comes up, all of a sudden you feel the warmth coming. That's right. I forgot you're one of those bicycle people. I'm one of those. I'm a mammal. The, a mammal with the lycra. Yeah, middle-aged male in lycra, <laughs> except I'm a gemmel, which is a no. ger geriatric No, you're not. Look, I've got something, a bone to pick with you, actually. <laughs> pick it, pick it. We, you know how we play your little... Um, Woofdies. Woofdies before mm. the news, before 10 o'clock. And you were talking about Las Vegas. And we shouldn't say Las Vegas. We should we should say Las Vegas. Correct. It's spelled L-A-S, but yes. a lot of people say Las Vegas, Correct. like Los Angeles. Correct. And I wondered about that too because I'd been hearing that. Mm -hmm. And you corrected us and said, no, we have to say Las Vegas. Well, I thought I'd go to another expert and see what he does. You go ready? Viva Las Vegas. Viva he says Las Vegas. It's, it's either Las That's, or Las. Oh, yeah. Viva. It, it, I think he's fudging it. You reckon? But Elvis yes. Presley, he can't be wrong. But if you ask all of the Hispanics in, in the US, they'll say Las Vegas. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Elvis, you're wrong. Rolly says. <laughs> all right, Rolly, what have you got for us? You did some homework. Yes. First of all, bespoke. It, you, there was a time when the only thing that could be bespoke was your clothing. Mm. You know, you'd go and have a, a men's suit made to measure, f especially for you. That was a bespoke right. suit, right? But now we're getting bespoke everything. You can have bespoke mm. furniture mm -hmm. if you have furniture made particularly for your purposes rather than, you know, off the floor. And the other day I saw a, a dry cleaning van with bespoke cleaning on it. Right. Okay. Cleaning just so, for you. Just for you. Well, for particular individual oh. needs. So if you have very sensitive garments or something. Mm -hmm. So bespoke is, is, is having a, a rebirth after having been virtually out of sight for maybe 50 years. No, the, you went to Savile Row to have your suit made and your, your suit was bespoke. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. Okay, yeah. So it's coming back. Watch for it. You'll find it in all sorts oh, of products. It's, it has been around for a long yep. time. So oh, yes. I thought it'd fall out of fashion. Well, it's now much more in fashion. Mm. And all right. um, I have an email on behalf of one of our older listeners. She's 94 and her name oh. is Pamela. Hello, Pamela. Yeah. Keep listening. Yes, love um, it. She's got two really interesting points. First of all, she says Moot Point. Yes. And asks if that's the name of an Icelandic parliament. Now, <laughs> the story goes like this. The, the name of the Icelandic parliament is actually the Althing, A-L-T-H-I-N-G. Uh -huh. And in modern Icelandic, it's the Althingi. It's the oldest continuous running parliament. And it's been going since the 10th century or so. Right, and it's so, all things to everything, everybody. Well, it's everybody's thing, you know. <laughs> Every, everybody's thing, everybody's every yeah. house, as it were, okay. So the Icelandic is interesting because it wasn't on the way to anywhere, and so it wasn't invaded by people. And as a result, the modern Icelanders can read the sagas which were written in the 9th and 10th centuries, whereas if we try and read Old English, it's like a foreign language. We can't mm. read it at all. Mm. Um, so their language has gone for a long time,
without being changed, and they're very protective about keeping it that way. Okay, and but uh, we adopt things from a lot of different languages. Oh, English is the, the ultimate mongrel. It, it gets <laughs> things from everywhere. Now, moot point, mm. the wor word moot is related to the old English word, uh, which means meat. And so a moot point, well, moot was originally a meeting place. Right. And in modern legal usage, if you're going to have a moot, it's a kind of artificial law court which set up, is set up for students so that they can argue points. So that's used now. Yes. We'll, we'll have to ask our, our legal eagle when he comes yes. in next hour about that. Moot. That's right, a moot, mm. yes. And a moot point is a, is a point that is up for discussion. Yes. Okay, so that's okay. moot. But then Pamela goes on with another one which is really obscure. She says, what about the phrase, the phrase let moat it be, M-O-T-E? Now, this, she hasn't heard it quite right, or, or maybe someone's done it wrong, but it should be, so mote it be. And mote is an old form of might, or rather, so may it be. Mm. And it's used by the Freemasons. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, you wouldn't normally hear it because the Freemasons are a rather secretive, secretive. lot. Yes. But it dates from the 15th century. It's a bit like Amen, you yeah. know, at the end of a prayer or something, mm. you say, so mote it be. Now, totally unused in modern English. But thank you, Pamela, for reminding me about something that I've never heard said in English. Well, I'm not a Freemason. Right. And I've rarely, rarely seen it written. Why do some people say Amen and mm. some people say Amen? Either okay. It should yeah. be Amen in Hebrew and it means so be it. Yeah. And uh, any idea about making that into our women is just missing the point, <laughs> I'm afraid. 1300 222 If you have a question for Professor Rowley Sussex, let's go straight to the phones, Rowley, with uh, yes. uh, Deidre is from Northgate. Hello, Deidre. Oh, good morning. Uh, I think you've stolen my thunder somewhat because I was going to mention Elvis Presley. Well done. <laughs> about Las Vegas. Yes. And I really believe it's his accent. I think he used to mean Las Vegas. With his accent, we've interpreted it as Las Vegas, mm. and that's where it's come from. But as you've already played his music, I feel the point has been half made already. I can play it again. Hang on. <laughs> so you think it really sounds like he's saying lost, but you think he's sort of going Las Vegas. I think yeah. he's saying loss. Yeah. Vegas. Oh, you think he's, he's incorrect? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the it doesn't sound like the Spanish pronunciation, which is las, uh, las. But but loss is too far, and his one is in between. Actually, Las Vegas, Las. He's been cool. Um, <laughs> it's an American type of pronunciation. Yeah. It's the way some Americans pronounce it, mm. but not the Spaniards. All right, Deidre, do you like do you like a bit of Elvis? Oh, very much so. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was something special. <laughs> there was. There was. Brave man, it's a brave man who'll challenge the king. That's exactly right. You're right, Rolly Sussex. <laughs> Thanks, Deidre. Thank okay, right, bye bye. Just heresy then. <laughs> Let's go to John at the Gap. Hello. Hello. What's your question for Rolly? Rolly, we had a book at school called the ABC of English Usage. Oh yes. Which I've lost, unfortunately. But one of my favourites was malapropism. Mm. Okay, malapropism is, comes from the French phrase mal à propos, which means it's not appropriate. And malapropism particularly comes from a lady called Mrs. Malaprop, who was in a play written by Sheridan about 1757, I think, called The Rivals. And Mrs. Malaprop was always trying to impress people by using long words, and she'd always get the wrong one, <laughs> and thereby show that she was, in fact, a very ill-educated person trying to put on airs. Mm. Did you have an example? Oh, 
not off the top of my head. One will come. Um, in in fact, we've got something related coming shortly. But um, no, malapropism is is where you think you've got an impressive word and you use it and it's got and you've got the wrong one. All right. Thank you very much. I will go and thanks, I will go and check up. Thanks for your call, John. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have Jackie. Is at Harvey Bay? Hello, Jackie. Hi. How are you? Good. I just want to ring up about you hear the pronunciation of Budapest and Budapest. Yes. Okay, um, it's actually in fact two cities. One is Buda on one side of the river, and the other is Pest on the other side of the river. I've been to them. You have both of them. <laughs> both of them. Well done. <laughs> now, in Hungarian, S is pronounced sh, and S Z is pronounced s, and in Polish, it's the other way round. And that you know, the two countries are next to each other, yeah. so people get get it very mixed up. But he is, in fact, it is, it is Liszt, the composer, L-I-S-Z-T. Mm. Um, but if you have someone whose name is K-I-S-S, yeah. their name is Kish, not Kiss. But over there, they do say it Budapest. They do. Yeah. And it is sure. Mm. Yeah, Budapest is just because the rest of us don't know how to pronounce right. Hungarian. Well done. Does that help you? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Jackie. Bye-bye. Beautiful place, actually. Budapest. Oh, yes. Classy. Unbelievable. Mary in Toowoomba, hello. Good morning. What's your question for Rolly? Um. I'd like to know where the expression comes from, Jack the Frost, um, very commonly said in the, in, uh, in the country areas. Jack the Frost. Jack the Frost. Jack the Frost. What have you heard yeah, it? I think on a frosty mm. day they, they relate it to something, Jack the Frost. Yeah, no, it's, it's Jack Frost without the oh, the. Jack Frost. Sorry. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and it's a, just a personification of, of Jack as turned up in um, children's stories and, and folktales and things. So you, you give him a name and make him into a person. And so the, the Frost, you know, Mr. Frost, as it were, became mm. Jack Frost. It's very old English. Uh, Jack the Frost, if you've heard it, is an interesting variation. No, it's not, not part of the history. Yeah, no, I make mistakes too. I think. Frost. What did I used to say, Rolly? Get on your goat? No, what was no it? you get up your goat. Yeah, which I is, what I said. It's a mixture of get up your nose and get, on, get my goat. Get my goat. Get my goat. It is Jack Frost. It is Jack Frost, yes. I hadn't heard it for a while. But yeah. No, it's, it's old English um, in stories for kids, maybe, and then it became part of folklore. All right. Thanks, Thank Mary. So Is it cold in Toowoomba? Uh, yeah, um, but a beautiful day. Yeah. A sunny day. That's great. Thank Toowoomba does much. those very well. There's a sort of crisp crackle in the air when it's they do. cold in the morning. It's lovely, yeah. lovely, bright, sunny day. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Mary. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Patrick at Bray Park, hello. Yes, hello. What's your question for Rolly? Uh, not so much a question. A comment on the use of the word moot. You yes. commented on the email from the lady. Yeah. Um, it seems to be, there seems to be another usage coming in, which I guess is incorrect, to mean irrelevant. Uh, I think it's a bit American. Like, ah, I see. Uh, it's a moot point, meaning it's an irrelevant point. Okay. No, well spotted. Um, yeah. the, the core I meaning is something, this is something which is up for discussion. Yeah, I think... But if it's up for discussion, it isn't, it isn't uh, substantiated, all right? Yeah. So yeah. there is a meaning which is listed in the dictionaries for moot, and it means something which has got no real relevance. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that is, that is in fact, a, a legal... Um, a legal meaning. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I, I've, I've remembered a, a malapropism. Okay. If you're trying trying to say flamingo, flamingo, the bird, and you say flamenco. Oh yes, yes. Right, now, okay. the it very often is the case that the the two words are maybe differ by one or two letters, or maybe one syllable, and that's where the the community that's where, that's where the con yeah. Yeah, the con confusion arises. <laughs> so there you go. All right, uh, who have we got? Arthur is on the Sunshine Coast. Hello, Arthur. Yeah, top of the morning to you, folks. You do a fantastic job. Been listening to you for years. Oh, great. Thank you. But, Rolly, um, this line in the sand business, yeah. I can't understand how it can be a permanent thing. 
because you draw a line in the sand and the high tide comes in and you haven't got a line anymore. Right. Uh, if you are living in tidal places as you are, um, but if you're living on a uh, uh, on a lake, say without tidal tides, or or simply you're drawing a line in the sand, and it means this is the point where I'm going to take a stand, and uh, it's it 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 can be relatively longer longer lived if you're taking a a position and you're going to defend it, it's a, bit, a bit like mounting the barricades, but that doesn't last very long as a rule. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it, can, it can be a bit longer. Yeah, I don't, I don't think sand's very, uh, very permanent. No, oh, no. that's right. A bit right. of wind and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Arthur. Okay, I mean, thanks, yeah, folks. It is Arthur. Thanks. It is Arthur, yes. <laughs> 1300 if you have a question for Rolly Sussex. 1300 Peter is at Mitchelton. Hi, Peter. Good morning, Rolly. Morning. Um, I've been reading some Dickens lately. Yep. In as much and in so much. Mm. What are the differences? <laughs> None that I can tell, uh, and uh, both of them are found in Dickens. Neither is is still in use, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place I've ever mm. seen it. By the way, if you are looking at uh, original Dick, uh, editions of Dickens or, or ones which were printed the way he wrote them, you'll find an incredible amount of punctuation which we wouldn't have nowadays. Uh, yes, I, I'm actually reading from first editions. Ah, good on you. How interesting. And it makes mm. you realise that, I mean, he was very punctilious about, about his punctuation and how things were laid out. Um, he was also um, writing very often for weekly um, editions of a magazine and in fact people would line up on the uh, on the wharf in new york when the latest ones came across on the boat to say what's happened to little dorrit you know <laughs> that the, he was he was a great great feature thanks for that peter thank you all right let's go to harold hello harold he's on bribey how's bribey harold lovely how's the mainland <laughs> <laughs> it's still here. still here what's your question i'd like to know the, the the origin of the word petty, yeah. in petty sessions. Oh, oh right. Petty sessions. Yeah, it com comes from French petit, P-E-T-I-T, -E which means small. And so petty sessions are, you know, small or less important versions. And you can have petty crimes, which are less evil crimes. But but particularly, you know, the, the phrase petty session is a legal thing. It comes from Norman French, so it crossed the channel in 1066 or shortly thereafter. Mm, okay, good on you, Harold. Thanks for that. Now, malapro how do you say that again? Mal Malapropism. Malapropism. Apparently, Rob's daughter, yes. Georgia, Rob, our producer, used to call Bribey Island Barbie Island. Yeah. He wants to know, is that an example? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> is it, it is, yeah. Because it's it's pretty close mm. when you think Bribey Barbie. And, you know, if you think about the R and a vowel being switched around. Yep. And the, they often happen because people hear them, particularly children, hear them slightly wrong. And, for example, and when I was young, I couldn't say grandpa, I said bapa. Yes. And that became the word in our family for my granddad. That's right. And, and that happens a lot. It with, was a malapropism yeah. at the start, but the children's malapropism, which is probably slightly less less evil than yeah. Mrs. Malaprop. Well, we have a text message from Helen. My son, age six, mm -hmm. six, had to give a talk at school. He was shy. So he rehearsed what he would say. At the end of the day, he said it went well, but he still felt <laughs> unconscious. <Conscious>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> a very funny. good example. Okay, kids um, are funny when they come out with those things. They are, yeah. yes, with, um, with, in all seriousness too. Tell him to keep on with public speaking; it's important. Yeah, Robert at Yoronga, hello. Hello. What's uh, your question? Hello, uh, um, Morning. And um, thanks for taking my call. I um, uh, I wouldn't want to pass from this world never knowing the answer to this one. Okay. Um, 
uh, and the ABC uh, announcers seem to have missed it as well. Um, you have restaurant, mm-hmm. but you have re- restaurateur. Yes, you restaurateur. do. The, the N is dropped. Mm. Okay. Uh, in French, restaurer meaning, means to restore. And about 1780, someone set up some soup kitchens, mm. and these were places where you went to restore yourself, you know, have a, have a bit yeah. of a bite. And so you, that was a, a restaurant, and the A-N-T is like I-N-G in English. It's like a restoring place, right? right? Yeah. But the restauré uh, gives you restaurateur in French. Right. which is someone who does the restoring, all right? right? And what happens in English is that you see restaurant and you think, oh, well, put ER on the end. And it yeah. should not have the N. So right. it's a restaurateur, yes. but a restaurant. Yes, good one, Robert. Thank there you, you for picking that one up. Well, well listened. Maureen, in Toowoomba, hello. Hello, how mm. are you? What's your question? Um, you know when you go and people, you give your name to people and then they turn around and say, what was your name? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? What, is your name? Yes, yeah, it should be. <laughs> okay, Th- this is an attempt to fudge things a little bit because if you say to someone, what is your name, that sounds a bit confrontational. No, what's your name? Mm. Right. Whereas what was your name suggests that you've mentioned it, I didn't quite hear it properly or maybe I didn't pay enough attention. Yeah. And so it's slightly less brusque mm. and that's why. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a way of... I suppose good manners, yes, and trying to avoid something which sounds a bit a bit crass. Did you get that? Uh, what was your name? Oh, <laughs> that was Maureen. Maureen, that sounds wonderful. Thank, uh, you. thank you. Bye. Amy is also in Toowoomba. Good morning. Hello. What's your question for Rolly? Uh, I have a very pet hate, mm-hmm. and it's been local, well, not local, but speakers, especially some of our politicians use the phrase, well, not a phrase, but a word, mm. something, oh, yeah. oh. something, mm. if it's just really great to I mm-hmm. hate it too. Yep. We got that from the east end of London. It's part of Cockney. And uh, it only really occurs, that K, in something and anything. Mm. And as part of Cockney, the TH comes out like an F. So something and anything. Mm. Uh, and you might remember Steptoe and Son from you know, BBC series yeah. from way back, and they did it. Oh, right. Uh, and it's, it's never written except in imitations of Cockney, and it should never be otherwise written at no, all. It sounds terrible. Uh, some people wow. say it. It's, it's surprisingly common. But we, we were picked up on it oh, at yes. school all yes. the time. Yeah. Maybe but they don't I think, anymore. Well, I think uh, perhaps at school they're slightly less directive than they used mm. to be. All right, Amy, thank you for that. Can I just say something else? Yes. Um, A couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion about uh, double O's and double O's and and saying them. Um, Toowoomba is a prime example of where both both pronunciations are used in one word, Toowoomba. Well, Toowoomba. No, the the first one is a, and this is called schwa, S-C-H-W-A, and it's the unstressed vowel. I could say to. And then it's Woomba. The next one is oh rather than ooh. Right? So mm. it's not to Woomba, but it's to Woomba. Mm. Okay. And there is another one, as in boot, right, where, where you actually get a full oo vowel. Mm. So there are at least three ways in which double O can be pronounced. 
Except when you used to have those telethons on the TV. Remember those? And you'd get the interstate guests and they'd, they'd go, to Wurmbo That's right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you don't know the name of a place, you do what's called a spelling pronunciation. Oh, yeah. It's a bit like people saying, where's the way to Mount Gravit? That's right, yes. Because they don't come from here and they don't know. But no, there, there are three, in fact, pronunciations. The odd thing about the U one, Captain Cook, say, uh, is that the, the British have produced a new vowel, Captain Cook. Now, if you make an U and you open your, spread your lips a little bit, U, Cook, cook, and then sp spread your lips, cook, 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 cook Captain Cook. And cook. that's what they're now saying. <laughs> it's the last 20 years. It is only British. It hasn't reached Australia yet, and I hope it doesn't. All right. For you to get through, Elizabeth at Bunya, hello. Hello. I'd like to know the difference between among and amongst. I never know which one to use. Good one. I okay. like that question. Amongst is British. Uh, the Americans barely know it at all. And the two mean pretty much exactly the same thing. And because of the global influence of American English, amongst is marginal and probably losing ground quite fast. Yeah. All right. So, we, but so it doesn't we, matter which one I use, basically. I think you should choose among because otherwise people will look at you sideways and say, oh, she's being rather careful. Amongst, among. Okay, Elizabeth, good okay, luck with that. You. Okay. Uh, Jonathan's in Ipswich. Hi, Jonathan. Yes, hello there. What's your question? Oh, just a, a note for Raleigh. The, mm. uh, I'm married to a Manx girl and I've been over to the Isle of Man several times and the Manx maintain that they have the Tinwalt is the longest continuous parliament in the world. And I think that's actually true because the other one mentioned did stop for one of the wars. So it's not continuous, even though it is, in fact, older. Right, okay. The Manx, the Manx uh, they, they put that, uh, that's their claim to fame. Yes, and mind, mind you, the Isle of Man hasn't really been self-ruling for a very long time. That's uh, true enough. But, but no, okay, no, the, the Icelandic one certainly is older, and as far as continuity goes, you're quite right. They did have a, a short interregnum at some stage through one of the wars. I forget which one. But, uh, they, all right, their, their claim is then the oldest. Yeah. yeah, all right. Terry is at Maruka with a question. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you? Good. What's your question for Rolly? Well, it's not, it's, uh, not a question. Mm. It's just regarding the, the longest name for any place mm. in the world. Okay. Um, there is a Welsh place which ends Gogogoch, which has 52 letters. There's one... <laughs> Really? Yes. There is one Maori place name that is even longer. All right. But I, I, I think when I said with the Woofty the longest place name, I should probably have said the one with the most words because the full uh. name of Los Angeles is eight words in Spanish. And I don't know oh. any other city who has eight <laughs> words in their name. All right. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's go to Charles at Samford. Hello, Charles. Hello. Hi. Um my question is regarding pronunciation. Mm. Um, ever since I arrived in Australia sort of 14 years ago, I'm amazed at the, uh, the pronunciation for maroon. Mm. It's, they seem to, uh, Australians seem to pronounce it maroon. That's mm. our football team, maroons. Yeah, maroon. But uh, if, you, if you say balloon, you say balloon. You don't say balloon. Oh, yes. Um, it comes from French marron, which is the word for chestnut. And so originally it was a more browny sort of colour. Um, I say maroon, and I thought that the maroon pronunciation was a Queenslandism, particularly associated with football. But yeah. I know people who've grown up in other parts of Australia who said, we always grew up saying maroon anyway. Yeah, I, if I was had a jumper on, I'd say it's a maroon jumper. Okay, Yeah. without referring to the football I team. Would, without preferring, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Preferring. 
All right. It's, it's just a, a, an oddism for, for Queensland. Well, <laughs> not an only, there are, there are a couple of others. Like, we, why do we say paddock and stomach with an ick? Because if you look at them, their the stomach is A-C-H and panic mm. is O. Yep. It's weird. An oddism. I like that. An Auss- oddism for a Queenslander. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce at North Lakes. Hello, Bruce. Yeah, hi. How are you going? Good. Yeah, my question is the word text, T-E-X-T. Mm. I send you a text. Yes. The ABC Breakfast announcer, Craig Zonka, always says texter. Is that? Um, an ABCism, or is it a correct pronunciation? Or no, he might just be emphasising the T, so he might just be text. saying, "Send me a text." Yeah. You know, oh, no, <laughs> I will. We will ask Craig all to the time, and he always says as though it's a T-E-X-T-A, and I thought, "Texter." Oh, well, Oh. We will confront him and ask him. Craig, call in now. 1300 <laughs> you know the number. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I never hear anyone else say it, but always in the morning, and it always sounds to me, why is he saying that? No one's ever seems to have picked him up on it, and it's, so I thought, well, maybe that's what the ABC recommend they pronounce nope. it. No, no, it's text. We'll have a listen to Craig. Thank you for that, Bruce. I, was, All I right. didn't mean to dob him in. No, that's good. We've got something <laughs> on him now. Okay, and one more. Let's go to Alan at Wynnum. Hello, Alan. Hello, good morning. Mm. What's your question? Um, the use of the word absolute. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, has, this been up, has this been up before? No, we, I just yeah. know what you mean. It's everywhere, oh, yeah. isn't it? So I find it so annoying. Yeah. I feel as though I want to sort of... Yeah, the, the story is that, that Prince Charles <laughs> used it when he wanted something which is a bit stronger than yes, and everybody followed suit. Oh, it's Prince Charles. Well, that's the story. I've oh. not been able to verify oh, it. But uh, as a means of uh, a slightly more emphatic yes, it is all over everywhere. I think it's on the wane at last, which okay. would be good. Oh, that would be good. Absolutely. And to be followed, hope, <laughs> I, I hope, by awesome. All right, Alan, thank you for your call. Thank you. Now, Rolly, you've got something quickly you wanted to say? Uh, Only about our last word. Yes. Right, which goes like the topic we were going to get to today, Mm. we'll do it next week. All right. When people mishear things. Yes. And we've got a lovely example. Okay. Suddenly someone is there at the turnstile. The girl with kaleidoscope Okay. That's it. Now, mm-hmm. what is the girl doing? She's got kaleidoscope eyes. She's got kaleidoscope eyes because you and I have seen the text and heard <laughs> it done. But in fact, people often mishear and they try and fit what they hear to the words that they know. And a common mishearing of this is the girl with colitis goes by. <laughs> colitis is an inflammation of the lower intestine. <laughs> right, rolling. Poor beetles. And can we follow it with this one? Raleigh Sussex, thank you so much. Pleasure. We'll see you next week. ABC Radio, your local source of national and international news, weather, emergency information, sport and entertainment. With more than 50 radio stations around the country, ABC Radio is Australia's largest radio network providing local programming. ABC Radio engages with audiences through both analogue and digital radio services, streaming online and on your mobile via the ABC Radio app. ABC Radio, across Australia.